All right. So there's someone that said to sacrifice quality for comfort um, when having fans or whatever shit around while you're recording audio and stuff. I'm not that person. Fuck that shit. It is really hot in this room and I'd rather be comfortable while I'm doing this and have subpar audio than me just like dealing with me sweating. Like I'm going to have terrible content if I'm like sweating through my shirt in this video. So I'd rather just do that instead. So hello y'all. Um, my name is AV. I'm a Philippine X American artist originally from Paradise Hills, San Diego, but I'm currently living in Oakland, California. And I'll get into all of that, but welcome to my podcast. This is the Odd Vision Format podcast. This is something I've been wanting to do since I was in middle school. However, you know, middle schoolers don't really have that much money for buying this type of equipment. And for me, with adult money or let alone just let it be unemployment money, to be honest, um, I have the free time to be doing this on a Sunday afternoon. And that's what I'm going to be doing. So welcome and let's get started. So a few days ago, I was able to perform for this really amazing collective of community college students and educators. And it really warmed my heart because a lot of these folks were either hometown folks or people I met in the community in the Bay Area. And it was really cool just because these were just different generations trying to continue the work of the Philam community all together in one space, just like sharing space, sharing love and all that other good stuff. And it just reminded me of how when I first started community college about like five-ish or something years ago, that I was that same person in the place that I met all these other students, super hungry, wanting to make change with my education and just learning from my mentors. To kind of deep dive into that, like the first couple of years, actually, I was like learning Philam history, teaching with the Kuya Ate Mentorship Program in San Diego, also known as CAMP. And I was writing my first raps with all the knowledge that I was like super sugar rushed of energy about, you know, it was really interesting just because at that time I was just like young, fresh and just trying to do anything and everything that was community because the love was there. This was like kind of a revamp, if not like a shock to my system to be in that space again. You know, there's that encouragement of just like being able to do what you got to do in company with all these people. And they are there, you know, they're there to encourage you with no question and wholeheartedly support you. Because, you know, like for me, I feel like a lot of creatives, I'll just speak for myself. Like I've had so many times where I was younger, where I felt like pursuing projects or like making these big life decisions just to like do things for myself was always like this self doubt or question, you know. And really for me, the reason why for all that is not even me. I feel like I knew or recognized at the end of the day that it was actually other people influencing how I felt about wanting to be a creative person, wanting to be able to do all these things, right? Like I always felt that there's all those people that don't make their own content on a regular basis. And they're just like, why are you doing that? Or like, okay, that's cool. Can we just, you know, watch the movie now? You never know what it means to create something if you're not a creator, right? Like they'll consume hella content, but they won't know like all that time and processing of just like having to like do your own project. And for me, like I've had a weird timeline with why I wanted to be an artist for the longest time, but 
I like to go into it because it's just like the humble beginnings is what reminds me of why I even wanted to do like stuff like this, like a podcast. Starting off at a young age of 11, (laughs) I was um, influenced by my two uncles who are my father's brothers. And they're in this like alternative rock band called the Blood Schools. And it was so funny because I probably saw like maybe like two seconds, if not like two minutes of a song. And all I knew was that they played guitar and that they screamed a lot in this like alternative rock band. So with that influence, that actually got me to start playing guitar, take lessons and even start doing YouTube videos, except I wouldn't even really play the guitar. I would just do like the lip sync of like the pop punk emo bands of the 2000s while I'm like not playing the guitar, not connected to anything else. It's just like electric guitar, me strumming and like nothing else. That is what I wanted to do. I wanted to make online content and I even developed this persona being like guitar boy with an eye, the most cringiest like idea of it possible, but it's a proud, humble beginning for me. Um, And it was just kind of like really the start of everything at my adolescence of why I wanted to create content. Started entering contests that I didn't even qualify for because of my age And then even like going into high school, I took a break and then I went back in in high school and I started like doing vlogs with my childhood best friends. I was just hella interested when I was younger. Like I cared for things like video games and all that. I was really passionate about producing content or producing music for myself because that was something that like I could do for myself. And it wasn't something just of just like pure consuming. It was more for me to be able to just like let loose and do what I wanted to do because I loved watching movies, but I never really saw myself in them. So I wanted to make videos so I could see myself literally in content that I enjoyed at the time. As young as I can remember kind of transitioning, I actually started doing like music and everything in high school. And my first true introductions is kind of a mixed bag, just based off the fact that I wrote this like I wrote this really sad diss song or like breakup song for my first girlfriend in high school. And I had a friend who like learned how to make beats on Fruity Loops before they changed it to FL Studio. And I had this like massive like breakup song that was just like super whack and like had this auto tune singing. And like I was just pressed. I was a 14 year old pressed about this girlfriend. I barely like new it was probably like a few months if not like a year but yeah that was my humble beginning and like it's kind of funny just to think about it because like there's like a file out there somewhere on myspace where i still have this song so like if i ever like blew up like someone could just like look up like this song i'm not gonna say the title so you have to do some more work if i do blow up and um and it was just me auto-tune singing my first few bars that i ever wrote as like a 14 year old just dissing my girlfriend for breaking my heart so yeah that was the start of like me doing like hip-hop and it was it was kind of weird because like like I didn't know what I was doing I was just emulating a lot of stuff what kind of transitioned me though was actually like my sister she was the one to help me find like not real hip-hop like I don't know what that even means like even to this day but like just like more stuff other than like whatever I could find on the internet I guess at the time And she started like sharing these burned CDs 
that her husband now but her boyfriend at the time started sharing with her and it would be like wale drake j cole lil wayne and stuff and i thought it was really good at the time and um i started to deeply listen to like every single song i would like put them in like my cd changer and i would just sit down listen for like a cool hour and just see what they were doing and like emulate that in my writing. Like I would look up on YouTube, do the type beats. I'll just find like Wale type beat, start writing. And then eventually I started like recording it. Like I bought this microphone at Guitar Center and I I guess obviously looked Filipino to this person. I am Filipino. <laughs> um, This dude came up to me when I was buying it. I was like with my mom and he was like trying to do the like Apple D app Bebot, Bebot video thing. <laughs> And he was like, oh, you trying to be a rapper? Oh, I got you. Filipino rapper was the Apple D app, like the only person he could think of at the time. I started, you know, finding beats. Then I was like trying to record on my own, like go into my closet, just like close the door and just be like with my clothes, just trying to rap stuff. Yeah, I just kept doing it. Um, and at the time, like during high school, kind of transitioning into like college, right? actually had my uncle rod introduce me to more artists other than like you know wale and drake and he actually introduced me to like philam hip-hop artists that he worked with so like prometheus brown from the blue scholars bamboo rocky rivera and it was because he was working on this book with mark viegas and dj cut and candy it was titled empire of funk hip-hop and representation in filipina filipino america and with that influence of that book like he gave me a book and it was just like cool to just like read through it eventually these were people like i were able to either meet or know and it was kind of cool because it was the first time i like legitimately found artists that one represented or looked like me right but also phased me into a different type of music which was very political very honest and had the integrity to just like say what they observed of the world, right? And for me, I wanted to do that in my own music, right? Representing and continuing a legacy of hip hop in a Filipino community. This was just like me trying to develop this idea of a true and honest dialogue of what it meant to be an MC and have a message. It's funny, even like <laughs> the title of being an MC was something that was super new to me, but like, was introduced to me by my homies. I remember this conversation I had like with my friends, Chanel and John. We're just chilling in a car. We're like smoking. It was just like randomly out there. Chanel was like, so are you a rapper? Are you an MC? Like she was encouraging me to just like make the distinction. From what I was doing, she was saying like, you're not just another rapper, but you really got to truly sit in and know like you got to come correct. Like being an MC doesn't mean just that you have the skill to rap, but it means to like move with integrity, be honest and have heart in your music. To this day, I remember that conversation because it was just like, whatever I write down, whatever I perform and spoken to the universe, that it would be with me having all those ideals in mind, right? Integrity, honesty, and heart. And when it comes down to music, like I feel like it always has been that for me ever since I had that conversation and ever since I met and got to know more and more artists that had those ideals in mind. Fast forward to like the last four years of me being in the Bay. Like I came to SF State, transferred over for community college, right? And I was wanting to build with folks, find friends that were also invested in their art and just like establish myself as an artist outside of my hometown. 
I try to hit up every open mic, spit at ciphers, perform for events, like whatever I could. And I was lucky enough to see that there was a community there to welcome me in their space and show up and show out with like no judgment whatsoever. And this is just like how I grew. Like in the past few years, I was able to meet amazing folks, see them grow as artists, and then just be simultaneously feeling like encouraged to build my art on my own while seeing others succeed. Like it wasn't a competition anymore. It was more of just like, oh, they're getting what they need to get done. I need to do the same. In a culminating moment of 2020 before pandemic closures and shelter in place, whatever, I actually released one of my first beat tapes or just first projects in general on streaming services and whatever. And it was titled Home. See, all the tracks were named after places that I lived in the Bay Area and it documented my journey of the last four years. All songs sampled by OPM music, which is original Filipino music and all embodying the journey that I had. Obviously, I'm from San Diego. Why did I name it home if I'm talking about the Bay Area, right? See, the Bay Area isn't always the romantic place people tour around, market, and like go to the pier and all that. Most of the time that I was in like San Francisco or the rest of the Bay Area, I was either in the South of Market or Soma, Excelsior, or in the East Bay. And not just because like, oh, I wanted to try this new food spot or, oh, like there's this like really cool touristy spot that like people go to when they visit. Like, nah, I saw the reality of gentrification in every single neighborhood pretty much that I lived in or have worked in. I spoke to folks and like built with folks that grew up in the Bay Area. And honestly, like if you didn't pay attention enough and if you didn't contribute back to the space, like living in the Bay Area, you just reap the benefits of the area with no interest to sustaining the soul and the history. So like for me, making home was like me seeing that in the perspective of like, I'm not here as a tourist. Like I was here to be with the people that grew up here because while I'm staying here for college, while I'm staying here for work, like I need to know what places that I embody because as a transplant, I take up that much space to knowing that I'm aware that I'm not from here. Not a lot of people have that self-awareness, but like I was there extensively understanding that I'm a visitor in this space. And if I want to be part of it, I have to contribute. So like when I moved to the Bay Area, people warned me that it was expensive and it didn't even recognize like, like when they said that it was more so like because of the fact that it literally thrives on this economy that kicks out people out of their homes, families. So like techie folks that are from like out of nowhere that would like take up spots for like $1,000 per room, $3,000 for an apartment because they can do that. Versus like, you know, the working class families that were living there for like decades that were just kicked out because they wanted to like build this new apartment that looked nicer than the one that had previous. And not even like try and update it while there's people still living there. They'll just like kick them out. When I was making this B-tape, I saw myself at home in the Bay, not because I'm claiming it as my home for the cool points, but because the community helped me hold it down while I was either struggling on a barista salary or whatever, or literally being homeless and trying to pick myself up. The physical and mental obstacles I went through during this time are not new or nuanced. Hundreds of students, elders, families, 
and working class folks deal with this on a daily basis. I'm just one story with a lot of folks supporting me throughout my time. Like if it wasn't for the community that I made or the connections that I made, not solely just to make connections, but the like honest reality of like, I got you, you got me and I'm here for you. I probably wouldn't have been able to succeed as much as I could being in the Bay Area if it wasn't for those people helping me out. Throughout this podcast, my first series of episodes are going to break down each song and talk about the places and experiences that influenced each name of the songs. As an artist, I create a lot of things that are definitively for me to be reminded of because most of the time I feel like particularly for me, I create things so I can remember. In Home, like I sampled a lot of an interview that me and my dad had because realistically, one day, my dad's going to pass. My mom is also in it. She's going to eventually pass as well. I want to be able to have something in my projects for me to remember, not just them as people, but to know that I've been doing a lot of this art, not just for me, but because my family, my parents were able to sacrifice themselves and their lives for me and my sister to be able to chase dreams that they weren't able to even have. Realistically, when I was making this project, I saw myself knowing that I see a lot of myself in my dad, particularly because of the way that I approach my day-to-day life. I think at the end of it, I realized and understood a lot more about me and my dad's relationship from that whole project and also just re-listening to it compared to like all the years before I even made it. So yeah, that's the first episode. I'm gonna leave it off there. Um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in and hopefully I'll be able to figure out how to do this better without so much on a script but i appreciate y'all love y'all can't wait to see you in the next episode i guess later do the best for yourself do your do your work you got my support you know that